And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr, and suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. This your place, Carl? Yeah, what do you think? Really? It's really awful. But I have a lot of things that are on order. You know, credit trouble. Pay more attention to your schoolwork and listen to the radio. You always listen to the radio. It's different. Our lives are ruined already. The Whistler. This tape will self-destruct in five seconds. Happy holidays, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the vivacious Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Bobby Ellis stars as everyone's favorite teenager, Henry Aldrich, on a Christmas-themed broadcast of The Aldrich Family from 1952. But first... We're going to welcome one of my good pals to this show. Leonard Malton is here. Hi, Leonard. How are you? Talk to you. It's so great to have you on the show again. How's things? Oh, we're having a little tech. We're having a little trouble with the phone. Um, uh, how's how's that? Try that again. Ten. Test. 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 There you go. That's a little bit better. How are you, man? All good. I'm. All, I'm good. It's great to hear I, your voice. It's been a little while since I've uh, since we've talked. Yes, yes, and, and but I see you're still doing what you're doing, and I'm still doing what I'm doing. <laughs> That's right. Lisa wants to say hi too. Hi, Leonard. So glad to have you with us tonight, even on the phone. Oh, it's my pleasure. <laughs> and uh, and I know you're doing a lot of podcasting with your daughter. How's that going? Is that a lot of fun? Great. It's great because uh, uh, we just we know each other so well that. Um, uh, you, you know, we can read each other's minds. Yeah. What we're interviewing uh, various people, uh, they seem to spark the idea of a father and daughter working together doing these interviews. It's great. I've listened to a few of them, and I'd tell you, man, it is great. I wish you all the success in the world with that. And um, But I, you know, I want to dig in, because we don't have a lot of time, I want to dig into this uh, Little Rascals, the complete collection cen- and centennial edition on DVD and Blu-ray, and I know you, uh, you're you part of this release by Classic Flicks, and wow, I'm super excited about this. I ordered a copy. Well, uh, you won't be disappointed. I, I, I think I can guarantee that. Uh, David Kawas at Classic Flicks really put in a lot of effort to make it a, 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 a collectible that, that you can revisit over and over and over again. When I was growing up, the Little Rascals were on local television. Right. And uh, and so I saw them every single day of my life growing up. Right. And, you know, put them off the memory. Kids are like sponges anyway. Yeah. And uh, I I actually uh, so, so fell in love with them that I wound up later, many years later, writing a book about them with my partner, Richard Bam. And, uh, and the publisher had no faith in the book. Mm. <laughs> uh, they they just didn't see that there would be a, a market for it beyond you know diehard movie buffs, and it kept selling and selling and selling and selling. <laughs> and then twenty years later, 
I hosted, I, I got a nice gig hosting the entire series on VHS cassettes. And the company that, that put them out, that licensed them, projected that they would sell maybe 100,000 in, in the first year. It came out in the spring. Well, they sold a, a million in the first month. Wow. And by the end of that year, it had sold 4 million copies. Oh, my goodness. So, so our gang, also known as the Little Rascals, they, they've, uh, they've lasted for a good reason, because it was a wonderful series, and it still is. Yeah. Well, no, and nobody has put the kind of effort that David has put in classic flicks because they remastered every episode. And there's like what two hundred more or, or more episodes of this? No, no, it's how many? 80. Oh, 80. eighty. Yeah, but it's twenty-two hours. Excuse me, it's twenty-two hours long, and there was eighty episodes. They're all remastered. You've done new introductions okay. on these, right? They look. They look extraordinarily good. Oh, man. They look better, perhaps, than they even did when they were projected in the 1930s at movie theaters. Wow. Razor sharp. uh, He re-recorded the soundtrack. And the the Hal Roach comedies, which I love so dearly, Law and Hardy and Our Gang, uh, Little Rascals, Charlie Chase, they they passed from hand to hand to hand in, uh, in the early days of television. And we're, we're, we're not treated well. And we're not cared for. And finally now, people like David are going back and making up for lost time. Wow. I, I just congratulate him. And this is quite, I mean, i got to imagine it took a lot of effort to get all of these shows, all of these uh, little mini movies together. And then it has all the great Spanky, Alfalfa, you know, everyone is on these. Darla, of course, and oh my gosh, you know, Buckwheat and all the great all these great enduring characters, um, and these kids were amazing. And they were, um, you know, Hal Roach, the producer, and these were super popular in the movie theaters. And I remember, too, Leonard, coming home from school and watching these on a daily basis and to be able to just put a Blu-ray in my machine or a DVD and to see these in sparkling sound and visual, uh, thanks to David at uh, Classic Flicks. I got to congratulate him and you. And uh, Classic Flicks is where you can get these. You can also get it on Amazon and you know other places. But um, you know, give some kudos to David uh, over at Classic Flicks. It's C L A S S I C F L I X. So classicflix dot com. And not only does David have the Little Rascals, um, he has all kinds of great uh, nostalgia movies and TV shows, right? Yes, he's got a very interesting catalog, and uh, he strives to have the best quality uh, imaginable. It's it's really you know it's uh, I really want to give a, a shout out to David because you know there's there's not a lot of people doing this, and it's a labor of love you know more than anything, as you know, because you've always you know loved these uh, classic movies, and your books are just I have them all you know I have all of your books about the the, the movies the great movies. And where can people get those, uh, Leonard? Do they go to Amazon, or do you have a website? Uh, both. <laughs> yeah. We don't count sales anywhere they could, they could occur. Uh, you know, I love bookstores. I love them. Uh, but Amazon built a better mousetrap, and and uh, it, it means no longer can people say to me, oh, I, you know, I tried to find your book, but uh, it was out of stock. <laughs> and uh, so it's been a boom to 
authors like me. Uh, but that's no no reason not to patronize your local bookstore. Sure, absolutely. No, with 100%. Yeah, but... And, yes, I have a website, LeonardMalton.com. Okay, there it is, LeonardMalton.com. I got to tell you, Leonard, it's so great to talk to you again. Stay in touch. Uh, I love what you do. I've always loved with you, what you do. Uh, congrats on the podcast with your lovely daughter. And say hello to oh, Alice well. for me. And um, and I got to tell you, this this release I'm super excited about. I ordered it as soon as I found out about it. So it's on its way to me. Uh, Classic Flicks, F-L-I-X dot com. Check out all their great stuff. But make sure you get the Centennial Edition. They're around 100 years now, the Little Rascals. All the episodes, 22 hours, sparkling video and sound. And uh, Leonard Malton uh, does all of the uh, new wraparounds on those. Uh, fantastic, Leonard. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on, Carl. All right, my friend. Talk to you soon. When Bye-bye. we come back, it's the Aldridge family. When we start our holiday programming, stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Every single year for what, uh, 125 years now that we've been on the air, Lisa? Well, I don't know. What's what's the rest of the sentence? <laughs> <laughs> Every year, uh, starting in uh, early December, we start airing our holiday programming, and uh, it's always a lot of fun. We, uh, we, we usually air um, Halloween shows all of October, and then November, we go back to our regular schedule, play a couple of uh, Thanksgiving shows. But beginning the first week of December all the way through Christmas, we play uh, holiday programming. And we're going to start out our holiday programming with the Aldrich family, a Christmas show going back to uh, 1952. Um, I got I to gotta tell you, I love the Aldrich family. started way back in 1939 with Ezra Stone, and I had the great pleasure of getting to not only interview Ezra Stone, have dinner with him, and spent a couple of days with him in New York City at one of the conventions. He was uh, he was just awesome, and um, he was Henry Aldrich. You know, this was a teenage uh, situation comedy. It was on radio. There were films. There was a TV show, comic books. This was a really big, you know, character and series, The Aldrich Family, created by Clifford Goldsmith. And Henry Aldrich was a bumbling kid growing awkwardly into adolescence. Uh, and his mother would say, Henry, and she'd go, coming, mother. You know, how did that sound? Pretty Maybe I could do a recreation of that. What do you think, Lisa? Uh, yeah, that pretty much sounds like your exactly voice. Like so him. it's very coming natural mother. for you. <laughs> A little witchy. <laughs> it was like cracking, you know. A little know. witchy up there. But. Yeah. His parents were played by House Jameson and Catherine Rott. Homer Brown was played by Jackie Kelk for uh, most of the run. It actually made a TV um, series as well in 1949. This is a uh, December 24, uh, 21st, 1952 broadcast. It's the day before Christmas. And um, Eleanor Wentworth is giving Henry an expensive wallet. Ooh, let's tune this in. Part one now of the Aldrich family. And now, a Merry Christmas to you. And here, the Aldrich family on NBC. Henry! Henry Aldrich! Coming, Mother! Yes, 
Smith's Glorious Family is transcribed, written by Clifford Goldsmith. The holiday season is always the wide-eyed time of the year for a typical teenage boy. But no matter how wide open his eyes are, he's almost certain to walk right smack into some assorted troubles, especially if he's like Henry Aldrich. The scene opens at the Aldrich breakfast table. The time is morning. 10, 11, 12. Henry, will you pass the cream, please? The cream, Mary, here you are. 12, 13. Henry, that's the sugar you're passing. Oh, excuse me, here. 12, 13, 14. Henry, may I have that piece of toast if you aren't going to eat it? I'm going to eat it, Mother. Was that 13 or 14? 12. Now, Sam, don't rattle him. It was 14, dear. 14? Are you sure? Yes, Henry. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Well, gee whiz. What's the matter? Do you know how many Christmas cards I received this time last year? How many? According to my records, 35. That shows how times change. Well, Henry, this is only the day before Christmas. There's one more delivery. Well, I know, Mother, but all my old standbys are heard from. I can't depend on any new ones coming in. Henry, are you sure you have the right attitude toward Christmas? The right attitude, Father? Well, I've got to know where I stand, don't I? I've slipped back to practically 1949. All right, dear, all right. Eat your cereal. Yeah, I'm eating it, Mother. Sam, did we send the Whitmores a card? The Whitmores? Who are the Whitmores? Well, don't you remember? We met them on the train coming back from Chicago. You mean that trip we took way back in 1946? Yes. And they're still sending us cards? Every Christmas. Naturally, we ought to send them one. Henry, are you going to Nancy Adams' party tonight? What's that, Mary? The party tonight. Are you going? Well, well, I'll tell you, Mary. Henry, Nancy isn't giving a party on Christmas Eve, is she? Well, in a way, she's giving it on Christmas Eve. What do you mean, in a way, she is? Well, Father, I hope you don't think I'm going to walk out of my whole family tonight. You don't have to worry about that. You mean you're not going, Henry? Mary, do you have to pin your own brother down like that? I'm just going for a little while. Why, Henry, we always spend Christmas Eve together as a family and then go to church together. Mother, I thought that after we got the tree trimmed, well, naturally, we'd want to sit around and rest for a second. And I thought that while we're resting, I'd just race over and say hello to the gang and then come around and meet you at the church. Oh, you had it all figured out, huh? Well, I didn't have it figured out exactly. I, I just thought I'd be prepared if the subject came up. Well, dear, I'm sorry to have to tell you, but you're not going to any party tonight. Not even for 12 minutes? Not even for two minutes. My goodness, Henry, don't you realize tonight is Christmas Eve? Alice, who are Ed and Bill? Ed and Bill? Ed and Bill who, dear? I don't know. His card's just signed Ed and Bill. Well, isn't that strange? Mother, is the subject of the party dropped for good? Yes, dear. Sam, look at this. At what? I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven cards here from people we haven't sent cards to. And here it is the day before Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. She was Homer. Where'd you come from? Uh, uh, hello, Mrs. Aldridge. Good morning, Homer. Hello, Homer. Good morning, Homer. Henry, I'll get a very private piece of news for you. You have? Gee whiz, is that coffee cake? Yes, dear. Wouldn't you like to go out in the kitchen and get a plate and have a piece? Well, no, thank you. I've got my gloves on. I'll just take a piece right here. <laughs> oh, well, what's that in your coat lapel? Mistletoe, Mary. Oh. Mr. Aldridge, are you expecting any telegrams today? Telegrams? Because if you are, I'll keep my eyes open for them for you. Why? Are you working down at the telegraph office? Well, not yet exactly, Mrs. Aldridge, but I've been talking to them about it. And things may open up at the last minute. Will you excuse me, please, everybody? Come on, Homer. Henry, you didn't fold your napkin. 
I didn't even unfold it. Alice, we didn't meet anybody by the name of Ed and Bill at Atlantic City that summer, did we? Homer, what do you got to tell me? Gee, I got wonderful news for you, I think. What about? Eleanor's going to give you a Christmas present. Who, me? Well, sure. I just met her on the street, and she wanted me to ask you to meet her in front of the Centerville gift shop just as soon as she can get there. Well, gee, what makes you think she's going to give me something? That's why she wants you to meet her, so you can help her pick out a wallet. A wallet? I'm not kidding you, Henry. I swear, that's what she told me. Homie, did Eleanor come right out and say she was going to give it to me? Well, of course she didn't. I said to her, I said, you mean you're getting it for Henry? And she got all red and embarrassed and said, well, of course not. I'm getting it for my father. But I could tell she was covering up. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And I'm to meet her down at the gift shop, she said? Well, sure. Just as soon as you can get there. Hello, is this Toby Smith? Yes. Well, this is Eleanor Wentworth. Toby, could you meet me down at the gift shop in the next 15 minutes? At the Centerville gift shop? Yes, I'm there now. I want you to help me pick out a wallet. A wallet? You mean a man's wallet? Yes, of course, only I don't know anything about that sort of thing. You mean you're getting... you're getting... It's for my father. For your father. For your father. That's a hot one. Toby, really it is, and I'd love to see what kind you'd pick out. Well, sure, Eleanor. Oh, boy, I'll be down there in ten minutes. Hello? Hello, Alice. This is Sam. Yes, dear. Where are you? Down at the office. Do you remember the Mulligans? The Mulligans? They live over in Abbott City. What's his first name? Well, I believe it's Joe. Joe? Yes, I'm sure it's Joe. Then the Mulligans didn't send that card from Ed and Bill. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Father, will you please take a look at this Christmas card I just got? Well, let me see it. Isn't that embarrassing? I bet it cost 75 cents. Who's it from, dear? From Homer. Isn't that embarrassing? Oh, well, now I think it was a very nice thing for him to do. But, Mother, do I have to send one back to him? Well, of course, Mary. Now, please don't bother me, dear. I've got to wrap up that fruitcake I've been meaning to send Mrs. Hawkins all week. To Mrs. Hawkins? Yes, dear. She has three boys in the service, and she's all alone this Christmas. Mother! Mother, where are you? I'm out here in the kitchen, Henry, and I'm very busy. Well, I'm very sorry to interrupt you like this, but could I have a talk with you confidentially about something important? Well, what's happened, dear? Well, nothing. Only could you please step into the dining room a second? Mary, I don't like to be rude, but this is about Christmas. Oh, that's all right, Henry. Only I hope you're not going to spend a whole lot on me. On who? Now, Mary, don't start getting any ideas. Henry, you'll have to hurry. I haven't more than a minute. Yes, Mother, here's what happened. Eleanor Wentworth has given me a $3.95 wallet, plus tax. What's that? A wallet. It's made of leather, and it even has a place for my student body. For your what? <laughs> my student body card. That's in case if I'm in an accident, people will know who I am. Well, now, just one minute, dear. Suppose you calm down and tell me very slowly what it is that happened. But, Mother, there's no time to lose. I've got to have $4. What for? Don't you understand? I've got to give Eleanor a present just as good as the one she's giving me, haven't I? Well, frankly, Henry, if Eleanor at her age wants to spend money on presents for boys, it's none of my business. But I don't believe I have $4 to give you to buy her anything. But, Mother, what am I going to do about Toby Smith? What's that? Well, Toby Smith was down there, too, putting his in his two cents worth because he thinks the wall is for him. And Eleanor pointed out something that she's crazy about. And it costs $4. And if I don't beat him to it, he'll get it first. And then won't I look like a fool? Henry, if you have $4 of your own, that's something else. But I really don't think I should give it to you. Mother, will you please look at what I just discovered? I'm certainly not going to send a card to Homer. Why not, Mary? Look, Mother, I held the card he sent me under a very strong light, and look at what's been erased on it. 
I hope you like your gun. Love, Aunt Beth. <laughs> well, dear, Homer was probably just cutting down expenses. Mary... Mary, could you step into the living room while I have a confidential talk with you for a second? What about? Christmas. Oh, you want some advice? Mary, do you remember what it was I was going to do just as Henry came in? No, Mother. Well, Henry? Do you know Toby Smith? Yes. Do you like him? Henry, I can't stand him. Mary, I'm sure glad to hear you say that. Could you lend me four dollars? Four dollars? Well, look, Mary, if I don't give Eleanor Morton a 25-cent handkerchief, I'll never be able to walk on a public street again. And I know just exactly what she wants. What? Well, she pointed it out in the gift shop. She said it was about the nicest thing she'd ever seen. What was it? Mary, haven't you even been listening? A Christmas tree that lights up. A what? To wear on the lapel of your coat. It's a pin, see, and it has a little battery in it. Really? Sure, and it's only $4. And they've only got one left. But, Henry, you already owe me money. Hey, Henry! She was Homer. Where are you? Boy, I think I'm going to get that job delivering telegrams this afternoon. Oh, that's fine. Listen, Mary. Hello, Mary. Hello, Homer. Did you... Did you... Have the mails been coming through all right today? Yes. Well, how do you feel? I feel just fine. Oh. Homer, what is it you want? Listen, did you know Toby Smith is taking Eleanor to the party tonight? You're crazy. Who told you that? Toby did. I met him just a little while ago on his way home. He had to get some money to buy something. Mary, do you hear that? Haven't you got any family pride? <laughs> All right, that's the first portion of the Aldrich family starring Bobby Ellis as Henry Aldrich. Jackie Grimes there as Homer Brown, uh, December 21st, 1952 broadcast. And uh, you hear the uh, kids in the audience, they must have said, hey, bring all your kids to the uh, to the studio audience. This is live being broadcast live with a live studio audience, and it was mostly, you could just hear their teenagers uh, laughing in the in the audience there. I could just see you, Lisa, there, you know, um, well, as a little teenager, you know, listening or uh, listening to this radio show, watching it on a stage. You would have went to one of these, right? I would have gone. I wouldn't have right? went, but I would have you, gone. Well, you would have gone. <laughs> 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 the English teacher correcting her student. Yes, um, Mrs. Wolf. Yes, I would have definitely gone, and I would yes, have laughed Mrs. and Wolf. clapped, and I would have enjoyed it as I went, would today. You would have gone? That's correct. You got it. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, do I say I here or do I say me here? And she's like, it's I. Or it's She just always knows, you know? It's it usually have to You're follow like your nose. You Sam, always, you know? I always know. We'll be right back. Hi, Carl Amari here. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, Suspense, and Burns and Allen, consider becoming a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, members receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows in superior sound quality, along with historical liner notes and photos of their radio stars. The 10 shows I'll send you will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. Members also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour holiday Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. The digital links never expire, so you can listen to Hollywood 360 and Radio Rarities whenever you'd like. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. And when you join the Classic Radio Club, there's no long-term commitment. You can cancel at any time. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com.
Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. So Carl and I like to give you a little sneak peek of what goes on behind the scenes here at Hollywood 360. And every week, for the most part, we've been uh, recording about a one-minute video uh, when we get here, just focus on the, the mood of the day. And today it was uh, behind the scenes studio and our uh, Christmas edition here at Hollywood 360. So I just posted it on Facebook. I hope you check it out. Carl and I had a good laugh after watching it. I think you will as well. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? Go to Facebook, search Hollywood 360. Yep. And the top thing right there is a little uh, sneak peek at uh, at what happens when we arrive at the studio. Mm-hmm. Check so it out. one minute long. Check it out. It's a lot of fun. We hope you'll uh, like us when you get to Facebook and watch for our videos each and every week here on yeah. Hollywood 360. Boy, I'm so glad I came up with that idea to do a little video each you know, week, you know? You just so everybody knows he's saying that because he absolutely did not come what? up with that idea. Michael, absolutely back me no. up on this. Well, then he'd be lying. I have no idea, <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad that I'm not the one who has to take the video. Right. That's true. Well, I've taken over that job along with all of the other jobs when, here when at Hollywood Mike, 360. When, you should see Mike when we get here. He's like, move out of my way. Move out of my way. Get out of my way. And here's Carl. Just leave him alone Just right now. Just leave Mike Don't alone. Don't talk He's to Mike. He's got stuff to do. He's got to prepare for the show. He's got to get everything and all the you know, I don't know what he does. Don't Whatever do. he does, he does it well. I'll that say that. That is for sure. Yeah. Oh, man. Mike, did you bring a little dinner with you tonight? I have something to eat. What you got? Oh, God. I have a little beef jo- or uh, beef sandwich from Johnny's. Oh, nice! That go. I bought yesterday. I'll have a bite. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you to share, but nah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're listening to our first of many holiday programming uh, for uh, throughout the month of December. Listening to the Aldridge family, December twenty first, nineteen fifty two. Here's the conclusion. Which counter is it at, Henry? It's right over here, Homer. Oh, mister. Uh, something I can do for you, young man? Yes, sir. I came back to get the tree. Uh, what's that? The Christmas tree that lights up. Oh, yes. We do have a nice one here in the store this year, haven't we? I guess he's hard of hearing, Henry. No, the little Christmas tree. The what? Don't you remember the little Christmas tree that surprises you when it lights up? Oh, you mean the pinch. Sure. I finally got the $4 for well, it. Well, I'm sorry, but that's just been sold. What's that? It's been sold? Less than 10 minutes ago. Well, that's a fine thing. After I promised to make my sister's bed every morning for a month as compound interest. I'm sorry, sir. Hey, look, Henry, how about getting Eleanor just a straight flashlight? Boy, I saw one that's so powerful it'll blind her. Homer, what would she do with a flashlight? Well, I know darn well I'd like it. Mr. Mister, are you positive that pin's been sold? Well, there's the clerk over there who made the sale. She might even be able to tell you who bought it. Oh, I know who bought it. I just don't see how he got down here so fast. And Eleanor said herself, it's the only pin she's ever seen she really likes. Hey, mister. Hey, mister. She whiz, Toby, what are you doing back here? Mister, how about that Christmas tree that lights up like a pin? I mean, well, you know what I mean. I beg your pardon? The pin. The pin. I'm sorry, young man, but that pin's been sold. It's been sold? Yeah. Oh, now listen, Henry. She whiz, Toby. You mean you didn't buy it? Now listen, Henry, I'm supposed to get that for Eleanor. Hand it over. Hand what over? I haven't got it. Toby, stop pushing, Henry. That's what I say. Listen, Homer Brown, did you buy it? Hey! Now listen, Toby. Now, wait a minute, boys. Wait a minute. Be careful of that piece on earth sign. Hello? Hello, Sam Orris speaking. Oh, hello, Sam. This is Alice. Yeah. Didn't you room with someone at Princeton by that name? By what name? Ed or Bill? He didn't have both names. 
Anyhow, they called him Murph. Oh. <laughs> well, the reason I called here is to ask what we ought to do about Homer. Homer, what's happened to him? Well, he was here just a little while ago, and after he left, I found a card on the living room table addressed to me. Yes? Well, he's apparently saving postage. Don't you think I ought to give him something rather nice? All right. How about one of your fruitcakes? Sam, that reminds me. Don't let me forget to send Mrs. Hawkins that fruitcake. That's a nice idea. No one in town I'd rather remember. She's got three sons in the service. That's the way I feel. And Alice, it's starting to snow pretty hard. Tell Henry he'd better start shoveling. Well, Henry isn't here right now. Well, when he comes in, tell him. All right, dear. Goodbye. Goodbye. Mother! Yes, Henry? I've got to ask you something. Dear, your father wants you to keep the walks cleared of snow. Well, sure, Mother, but listen. Who could this be? She's a lady, see? She's a lady. What's that? Well, now wait, Mother. She's a lady about so high, see, and she wears a black coat with a black fur collar. Who is she? Henry, what are you talking about? Who is she, Mother? Who is she? I've got to know. Is this a game, Henry? A game? Mother, my whole Christmas is at stake. She's my only clue. Henry, I can't possibly know who you're talking about. Well, she was. You know all the ladies in town. Now, listen very carefully. She comes up to here on me, see? She wears a black coat with fur cuffs. I thought you said a fur collar. I did? Sure. And she's not very heavy. She weighs maybe... Maybe... Well, you know, Mrs. Brown... Yes? Well, she isn't like that at all, but that'll give you an idea. <laughs> and, and she wears her eyeglasses on a chain. Oh, my goodness. Henry, why do you have to know the answer? She's got the tree. She's got the tree. Whose tree? My tree that I'm giving Eleanor. What's that? She got there ahead of Toby and me, don't you see? The clerk described her to me, and I gotta find her and make her an offer. She wears her glasses on a chain, and she's about so high. And fur on a coat. Well, the only person that reminds me of is Mrs. Kittinger. Mrs. Kittinger? Gee whiz, why didn't I think of her? I'll go right over. Now, wait a minute, Henry. It might just possibly be Mrs. Tarbell. Mrs. Tarbell? Sure, that sounds like Mrs. Tarbell. I'll go right over. Now, wait, wait. I just thought of someone else who wears her glasses on a chain. A woman? Oh, yes, of course, Miss Perkins. Miss Perkins? All right, I'll try Miss Perkins, Mrs. Tarbell, and Mrs. Kittinger. And don't forget the front wall. No, I won't, Mother. Just as soon as I've taken care of this. Goodbye. Henry, I thought of someone else. Henry! Hello there, Henry Aldrich. Won't you step inside? No, thanks, Mrs. Kittinger. I only get snow all over your rug. Oh, my goodness, look at the snow. Well, what can I do for you, Henry? Well, first, do you have a coat with fur on it? Why, uh, uh, not to give away, Henry. No, I was just wondering. I thought you wore glasses. Why, uh, I do sometimes. Did your mother send you over? Well, in a way, she did. Were you down at the gift shop this morning? Yes, I was. Well, did you make a purchase there? Yes, of course. As a matter of fact, it was very foolish of me to wait until the last minute. There was hardly anything left. I'll say. Um, Henry, just what was it you wanted? Nothing, nothing. Gee, your walk certainly needs shoveling, doesn't it? Yes, I'm afraid it does. Well, Mrs. Kittinger, if you have a shovel, I'd be very glad to clean it off for you. Well, now, that's very thoughtful of you, Henry. And I'd be glad to pay you. Oh, no, no, I wouldn't take any money from you. But when I get through, Mrs. Kittinger... You're going to be around, aren't you? Yes. Because I want to have a little talk with you. Why, Henry Aldrich. How do you do, Mrs. Tarbell? Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas to you. Well, I'm sure glad to see you're wearing your glasses on a chain. What's that? Boy, did I make a mistake over at Mrs. Kittinger's. She wears them, but they're not on a chain. And that's where I got off on the wrong foot. 
Henry, didn't I see you just as I was leaving the gift shop this morning? Did you? Yes, I'm sure I did. Mrs. Tarbell, how would you like to have your walk clean? <laughs> getting back to the troubles of Henry Aldrich. Well, so far this Christmas, Henry's one purpose is to catch up with the lady who bought the only pin of its kind in town, a pin that cost $4 and that looks like a small Christmas tree, which Eleanor said she'd just love to have if anyone wanted to give her anything. The scene opens in the Aldrich living room. Dad, are you home? I am. I thought I sent word for Henry to clean off our walk. Well, dear, I asked him to, but he went out and he hasn't come back since. Now, and look at me. I had to wade through a drift up to my knees. Well, you go right up and change your clothes. What's gotten into that boy? It can take time to shovel other people's walks, but not ours. Why do you say that? Miss Perkins stopped me on the street on the way home and told me how nice it was of Henry to come over and clean her walk. Well, my goodness. Oh, and here, see whether you can figure these Christmas cards out. One is signed Ida, and one is signed Van. Ida? I never heard of Ida. Well, who's Van? Well, that isn't the point, dear. But why would any Ida be sending you a card at the office? I'm going up and soak my feet. (laughs) Hello? And this is Western Union calling. Is Henry Aldridge there? No, he isn't. Do you have a telegram for him? No, I just wanted to say hello. Who is this? It's Homer. I got the job. Goodbye. What's that? Mother! I have that fruitcake ready for Mrs. Hawkins. You have, Mary? Sam! Yes, Alice? Have you started to soak yet? What? For my gracious. Christmas is always like this. Hello? Is this Miss Aldridge? Yes. This is Miss Kittinger. I just wanted to call and tell you how nice it was of you to send Henry over. What's that? I say it was so sweet of you to send Henry over to clean my walk. Oh. Oh, did he clean yours, too? Yes, he did a perfect job. And he wouldn't take a cent. All he wanted to do was come in and look at the presents I'm giving. What's that? All right, Alice. What is it you want? Merry Christmas, Mrs. Aldridge. Well, thank you very much. And Merry Christmas to you. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Sam, what are you doing down here in your bare feet? You asked me to come down. What do you want? Oh. Oh, well, I was going to ask you to take that fruitcake over to Mrs. Hawkins, but I guess it will have to wait. But I'm down here now. No, dear, you go right back up and soak. Hey! Hey, Henry, isn't that you? Sure, Homer. What is it you want? Well, come on with me while I deliver a couple of telegrams. Gee whiz, I'm tired. I'm going home. It's only a few blocks out of your way. Homer, look at me. My feet are wet. I haven't had any lunch. Boy, what have you been doing? I've been shoveling every walk in town. Boy, did my mother double-cross me. Yeah, but look, Henry, my first stop is Mrs. Hawkins, just three doors down the street. I'll even let you borrow one of my gloves. Here, take the right one. I carry my telegrams in the left one. Thanks. And one of the telegrams I've got is a war message. A what? Sure, it's from John Hawkins to his mother. He's in an army camp down in Texas. I thought John Hawkins was in Korea. No, his two brothers are in Korea. Here's the house right here. And that's a war message you have for her? Sure. 
John says he's very sorry, but he wasn't able to get a furlough to come home. And he's also sorry he and his brothers can't all be here tonight to spend an old-fashioned Christmas with their mother. Yeah? And then he wishes her a Merry Christmas. Homer, I thought you weren't supposed to read confidential messages. Well, she was Ivan Redger, the message, Henry. Besides, everybody will know about it tomorrow. Oh, how do you do, boys? How do you do, Mrs. Hawkins? A telegram. For me? Won't you step in while I see whether it needs an answer? Okay. Tony, I don't think you'll find it does, Mrs. Hawkins. No? Now, let me see if I can get my glasses untangled. This chain is always catching on something. Can I help you untangle it? Uh, No, no, thank you. I have it. Mrs. Hawkins! I'll be there in just one minute. Gee whiz, Homer, that sounds like Toby Smith in the living room. Mrs. Hawkins, this is it, all right. I'll pay you $4 for it. Toby, what are you doing here? Hey, look, Homer, they're on a chain. What? Her glasses. Now, listen, Toby, you can't have that pin. Get away, Henry. Now, listen, Toby. Henry, don't let him push you like that. Boys, boys, look out for that angel. Now, listen, Henry. There, darn you. Hey! Boys, boys, watch the door. (laughs) Well, gee whiz. Would you mind putting another log on the fire, please? That's just what I'm going to do. My goodness, but it's an awful night out. You ought to look out the window, Mother. I've never seen so much snow on Christmas Eve. Mary, straighten that piece of holly that's hanging right over your father. All right. Hold still, Father. I can't lift the log and hold still, too. (coughs) Dear, look out for the sparks. They're all right. Mary, when Henry came a while ago, exactly what did he say? He just asked whether you and Father were in, and I said no. You'd gone out to do some shopping, and then he ran upstairs. And when he came down, he had his best suit on. And that's all he said? Well, he said to tell you he finally straightened out the whole problem of Eleanor's present, and that he was in an awful hurry to get down to the glass cutters and something about a party. Sam, what do you think we ought to do? Phone wherever the party is and tell him to come home. Now, dear... We aren't going to do anything like that. Didn't you explain to Henry that we always spend Christmas Eve together, as all families do? Dear, if Henry doesn't want to spend this evening with us, it's it's something I'm not going to force him to do. Mother, don't you think he ought to be punished? Mary, dear, uh, will you go out to the kitchen and get that big bowl of fruit and nuts out there? Yes, Mother. Uh, Cheer up, Alice. He'll be along shortly. Sam, I'm afraid Henry doesn't even begin to know what Christmas really means. The one thing he's thought about all day is himself and that present he wanted to get Eleanor. That's the only thing that's meant anything to him. He didn't shovel the walk. He didn't get the cellar window fixed. He... Oh, my goodness, Sam. That reminds me. You didn't get that fruitcake over to Mrs. Hawkins. Well, how could I, Alice? I had to go out and shovel the walk for Henry. Oh, I know, dear. But here it is, Christmas Eve, and Mrs. Hawkins... Well, of all the people in this town, we should have sent one to... All right, Alice, all right. I'll take it over first thing tomorrow. Can't we take it over now? Tonight, in this storm? We could certainly drop it off on the way to church, can't we? Alice, I realize Mrs. Hawkins misses her boys like everything, but the church is in one direction and the Hawkins house is in the other. It's snowing to beat the band. I'll take it over first thing tomorrow. Very well. Uh, incidentally, I um, I wonder how the Hawkins boys are getting along. Well, I understand she hears from them quite often. Yes, there was always one thing about them. They were devoted to their mother. Yes. Uh, 
Alice, don't cry. I, I didn't mean it that way. I'm not crying. Here's a bowl of fruit and nuts, Mother. Will you have some? No, dear. What would I want with any fruit and nuts? Why, it's Christmas Eve. Father? I'm not hungry, Mary. What's the matter? I thought you wanted me to bring them in. We did, dear. Just put them down there on the table where they'll look Christmassy. Oh. <coughs> and light the candles on the piano just as though... <clears throat> Dear, where are you going? I'm going to phone Henry and tell him to leave that party and come home. Sam Aldridge, I don't want you to. But, Mother, if Father doesn't, Henry won't even be here to go to church with us. Now, Henry knows we're going. If he isn't here by then, we'll go alone. heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Let us all rise while we sing, We Three Kings of Orient Are. Sam. Yes, Alice. Sam, look. Where? Just three rows ahead. It's Mrs. Hawkins. Yeah? You mean we should have brought the fruitcake with us? No, dear. Look who's with her. My goodness, Mother, look. Have the three Hawkins boys come home? No, Mary. Can't you see who that is with her? It's Henry and Homer and Toby. Sam, huh? just look at Henry. I've never seen him look so nice. Alice, I've just remembered who Ed and Bill are. They're Mrs. Hawkins' two sons in Korea. Family is transcribed as written by Clifford Goldsmith. Henry is played by Bobby Ellis and Homer by Jack Grimes. Mr. and Mrs. Aldridge are House Jameson and Barbara Robbins. Your announcer is Dick Dudley. Listen again next week, same time, same station, for another sparkling half hour with the Aldridge family. Merry Christmas, everybody. Tonight, it's the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show on NBC. You know that announcer there, Dick Dudley? He just did my job because a little later, we will have 
an episode of Phil, Phil Harris, Harris and Alice, and Alice Faye. Faye. And right. um, your mom was named after Alice that Faye. That is exactly right. Isn't that crazy? I, I mean, know. how crazy is that? I your didn't even know who that was back when. Was na- her name is Alice. And, it's Alice Faye. And, right. And she was named by her parents. That's right. After Alice Faye, and then here you are doing what you (laughs) do. Talking about Alice Faye. (laughs) What you do, which is mostly correct my English. That's basically what you do. Here's well, the only co-host. when absolutely necessary. Yeah. I mean, you are on the radio and all. <laughs> <laughs> Barely. <laughs> December 21st, 1952. That's the Aldridge family with uh, Bobby Ellis as Henry and Jackie Grimes as Homer. Uh, broadcast is heard on NBC. Time for this month in music history. All right. Well, starting next week, I will join you in that Christmas uh, holiday special. But what, you tonight, just slacked off? You didn't do any? Tonight? It's my favorite music. Let's go back okay. to the 70s. Let's Supposed to have Christmas music. Next week. <laughs> <laughs> nothing for nothing means nothing. That's right. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. What year? Gotta have something. This is Billy Preston. If you want me. What year would you say? This is um, I'd say 72. So close. Yeah. 74. This is wow. from uh, Billy Preston's album called The Kids and Me. And it reached number one that year on the Billboard charts. I know. At you least know? we agree on music. Nothing what if you hated music? I like nothing. Other than Broadway shows, we're very, very clear on Ugh, good music. I hate Broadway. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I hate them. But we both love nothing from nothing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's take a break from Hollywood 360. Uh, take a special listen because we have a little Rascals commercial. Their Centennial Edition. Nice little spot coming your way. Definitely pick one of these up from Classic Flicks. Classic, F-L-I-X dot com. All right, we'll be right back. Believe you me. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. In our next hour, it's a Christmas episode of Fibber, McGee, and Molly going way back to 1941. Plus, we're going to play Beat the Host. That's right. It's all about Lorne Michaels. He just turned 78. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about him, but we need a caller. Uh, Give us a call at 312-642-5600. We're looking for caller number 12. Of course, he's best known for creating and producing Saturday Night Live. Give us a call. If you've never played the game especially, we'd love to hear from you. Play the game with us, 312-642-5600. You will win a Twilight Zone 4-CD set. Call now. We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.